thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, in yet another potential blow to Bayer, the acquirer of Monsanto, and their controversial weed killer glyphosate, a pilot study published in the journal Environmental Pollution has suggested that it may cause a four and a half volt increase in the risk of breast cancer. A mounting body of evidence and court cases in recent years have linked glyphosate found in Bayer's Roundup with cancers, in particular non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, with the research pointing towards aminomethylphosphonic acid, AMPA, the primary metabolite of the herbicide glyphosate, as the most likely carcinogen. This pilot study investigated the association between urinary AMPA excretion and breast cancer risk in a case-controlled study of 250 predominantly postmenopausal women. Whilst a whopping 90% of the cases and 84% of the controls had AMPA detected in their urine, the difference between those with the highest levels and those with the lowest levels was stark. Those in the highest 20% of AMPA output were four and a half times more likely to develop breast cancer than those in the lowest 20%. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that, yes, this is a very small, very preliminary study. We're only talking about 250 women. Um, It was multi-ethnic, so covering a broad spectrum of the population, but obviously only a few within each of those categories as well. And it was only looking at postmenopausal women. So there's a potential that there may be other implications to that as well. But So larger studies are required. This needs to be urgently studied on a much bigger scale because... This is really just adding to a growing body of evidence saying this glyphosate is a massive, massive problem. Um, And it really is, you know, we've seen around the world that we are starting to restrict it. We're seeing slowly, slowly, slowly moves to move away from it, but it's happening way too slowly. And if this research proves to be true, if this, you know, on a larger scale can be extrapolated, then it's going to make this even more urgent. I mean, it's quite damning, really, when you look at this study to see that it's actually hard to find a true control, right? Even the control group, we've got 84% of the women who are excreting glyphosate or the active ingredient from glyphosate in their urine. That's really scary. That means that almost everyone on the planet, almost everyone in our population are being exposed to this glyphosate, which we know is a carcinogen, which at the very least we very highly suspect is a carcinogen. You know, it's been linked to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it's now been linked to breast cancer, it's been linked to brain cancers, it's been linked to lung cancers, right? This is a really, really big problem. And the time for action is well past. You know, I'm not even going to say the time for action is now. Action needs to be taken on this glyphosate. At the very least, it needs to be removed from the shelves while we further investigate what is going on here because the potential for this is huge. Breast cancer is massive. Breast cancer costs over $100 billion annually all around the world, right? $100 billion. And that's just the financial implications. Think about the implications for women's lives. Think about the implications for families, the loss of life, the loss of quality of life that's happening all around the world. You know, if it is true that this is increasing the risk of breast cancer by four and a half times by these people who are in that highest percentage, then then that is a huge impost on the health of our world. It is a huge impost economically. It's a huge loss of life that could potentially be prevented. 
and it's a huge loss of quality of life that could potentially be prevented. And as I said, it's not just one type of cancer. That's that's only talking about the cost of these breast cancer ramifications. So, you know, if we start including the cost of the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, if we start including the potential cost of these other diseases, these other types of cancers that may well also be linked, then we're talking about just a huge cost to society and we have to be asking ourselves, is it worth it? Is continuing the use of glyphosate in not only in our farms but in our schools, on our streets, in our gardens, you know, we are literally spraying this right next to some of our most vulnerable people. You know, but the implications of that, the potential disaster that we are creating by using it, we really need to start asking a question, is it worth it? Are there other ways we can control and manage weeds without resorting to using glyphosate? Because I think what this research compounding on top of all of the other research we've seen is showing is that it's just not worth the risk. So I think we need to move faster to remove these carcinogens. I think they need to get out of our society. They need to get out of our farms. They need to get out of our schools. They need to get out of our old folks' homes. They need to get out of our council usage on our parks. I just think we need to move much, much faster than we are. We need to get past the potential threats to our economy of removing these and we need it for the sake of our health for the sake of our kids for the sake of our families we need to act faster to remove these carcinogens as soon as we can you've been listening to this week in wellness with brett hill to continue the conversation find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash this week in wellness if you like this episode please leave us a review on itunes and for more information about this and other projects from me head to drbretthill.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.